0: This is an AMI podcast. Hi guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Friday, the 14th of October 2022. Oh, it could have so nearly been the 13th. How unlucky would that have been? Lots to talk about today the Xbox Accessibility Showcase. We're going to talk about Microsoft's new partnership and more.
1: You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now here's your hosts Stephen Scott and Sean Price.
0: Oh, hello, Sean Priest. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Stephen. You are sounding gorgeous today. You feeling better? Uh, do you know something? Coffee does incredible things. It really does. It makes you feel like you're yeah. a human being for about, about you know twenty minutes, and then you just feel terrible. But that's all I need. Twenty minutes, and then you can <laughs> crash and burn. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, do you know what's so funny? I, I was reading with someone the other day who came off coffee, and I really felt sorry for them. because I thought, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you come off coffee? Oh, it's a habit, man. What's the I'd never have a coffee. No, no, oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's right, fine. because, you know, I'd much rather be a smoker, John Priest.
2: What are you talking about? That's not me, Stephen Scott. Uh, uh, fake news, <laughs> just in case Sarah's listening.
0: Just put that one out behind you. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Oh dear! Someone's it's, getting a bit. Are you a bit offensive today, Stephen? You're you like One minute in. How, how can I be offensive? One minute in. Oh wait, we've just. I just have. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hi. Welcome along. It is Friday's edition of the show. We've made it through the week, and do you know it's been a busy week? So it has, much going on. Event. 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 I know. And yesterday was World Sight Day. Um. Which oh, I found, was it. I missed it. I was deeply offended because uh, I don't have any. Um, can I get five pounds worth, please? Yeah, <laughs> like, when they're they giving for the it day. away. Oh, I see. <laughs> right. I wish I'd known. I could have emailed somebody. Too late. Oh, well, maybe next year. Yeah. So it was World Slidey yesterday. And, you know, it's an opportunity. And usually it's the opportunity for companies to say things on Twitter like, oh, well, our company are deeply, um, you know, all about accessibility and we are all about inclusion. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they put up a nice image and they don't bother adding any alt text. So we've oh, no idea what it says. It. Um, yes. But actually, There were some interesting stories that came out yesterday and uh, they all kind of came out as a result of World Side Day, but clearly this work's been going on for a while. And uh, we're going to get to that because, as you know, I like to press this button, which means the news. It's time for the news. Oh, That was so good. You sounded really professional then. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I even turned that down a little bit, so it wasn't quite as loud. I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I take it all back. Okay, carry on. Considerate and offensive. Well done. Okay, I said see, I seen his Tinder profile. Exactly. If I knew how to get into it, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, yeah, the first thing we're going to talk about is a company called Halion, who I must admit I didn't know much about. Um, but Halion, who actually are behind a lot of products, you may know, like for example, Sensodyne toothpaste. Being British, we have no idea what that is. Um, toothpaste? You say no? no. Uh, don't you use coal? <laughs> no. Okay. Right. Hey, are you saying Halion, like alien with a okay. H if you're posh? Well, it's spelled H-E-L-E-O-N, Halion, uh, Halon, right. alien. I don't know. but yeah,
2: on um, okay, got you.
0: Uh, so they've been working with Microsoft uh, to improve seeing AI, the app that we all know and love and we talk about quite a lot here on the show. And uh, they've added some cool new features to it. And I want to just hand over to them because they've put up a video. Of course, that's what everyone does these days. They put videos up on YouTube explaining what's going on here And uh, we're going to hear from Saqib Shah, who actually created uh, Seeing AI. Uh, We're also going to hear from the company uh, behind this new innovation. And also we're going to hear the voice of Amar Latif, who's a TV personality in the UK. He's well known in the UK, actually, for a lot of his uh, advocacy work. He's blind as well. He's a blind entrepreneur. My uh, wife went to school with his brother. There you go. It couldn't get any more uh, local if we tried. Um, Well done. But uh, (laughs) yeah, this is uh, the story of what Microsoft have been doing with Seeing AI.
1: A few years ago,
3: I had the opportunity to bring all my passions together, working with a great team of scientists and engineers to create the Seeing AI app, which can help someone who's blind or low vision recognize what is around them. The Seeing AI app was launched in
2: 2017, and we were really keen to work with Microsoft to add some enhanced functionality. From October the 13th, which is World Sight Day, when scanning Halion product barcodes, the app will be able to read aloud the information on the packaging such as the product name,
3: ingredients, and of course, instructions for use. Tap the product icon and simply scan the barcode and you'll hear what the product is. You can tap more info to hear the additional information.
0: Usage instructions, instructions. ingredients, Ingredients. Ingredients. contact details. details. The barcodes have got amazing information behind them, exactly what everyone can see on the packaging.
2: And not only as a blind person can you listen to that information, but you can jump from heading to heading. You think as a blind person, I should be able to get the same things, same information as sighted folk. It's finally arrived for people that are blind. And that is amazing.
0: I mean, that is amazing. And it's great to see that, that Microsoft have worked with this company to do that and to bring their products to life in this way, right? I mean, that's brilliant news.
2: Um
0: now okay oh here we go the voice of dissent right go on then what's what's not good about oh oh oh, what i can access more information about the products i buy that's terrible okay i'll tell you you... i'll tell you what it does mean sean Price. it does mean that you can't eat any more of that dinosaur ice cream because then you because you'll be able to read the ingredients and know it's not the best for you 100% (laughs) sugar 23 tubs aren't the best for you. Online shopping is fraught with uh, danger. I, anyway, I, that, I have to tell you that story of you buying 23 tubs <laughs> of dinosaur ice cream. My question of, about dinosaur ice cream, just diverting <laughs> for a second, yes. is what colour was the ice cream? Because it, 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 it looked like a sandy colour. And then as you sort of dig through the, the ice cream, you're getting little bones that come out, like dinosaur fossils. <gasps> be you brilliant. could pretend
2: you were Indiana Jones. Let's you could you pretend that's... you're in the,
0: that there Jurassic Park.
2: You could. Or uh, or something else? Yeah, well done. Or, uh, another
0: okay. Jurassic Park film.
2: Moving on, Stephen. Wait, <laughs> isn't that what seeing AI product category does anyway? I mean, wh- wh- it, wh- why? What's what's the partnership brought to this?
0: Well, it's brought more information. Essentially, the the ability to add more of, you know the point here is that the companies mm. have to provide the information on the product, right? So the products themselves, oh, okay. May just so say, for example, you picked up a bottle of I don't know. Thinking of something very quickly. Well done. Uh, I I Um, can't. Come on, help me here. Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. Yeah, may contain tomatoes. Right. Might be the only information you get. Yeah, that's not much use to anyone, right? What's the size of the bottle? Um, you know, what's I mean, is there any information about storage? That kind of okay. thing, you know. That's what you want okay. to know, and and the so companies themselves say- have to add that yeah. information. To this yeah. company are doing that.
2: Yeah, okay. So what we're saying is the company is just adding more information to their product description. Anyway, I. I oh, well, you know, oh, right. I'm not, okay. I'm not being down on this. I'm just saying. I'm saying it you're had you're this already. It. That's not nice. No, no.
0: I'm not. No. Not on World Sight Day, you're offending no, no. eyes everywhere. <laughs>
2: no. Look, I'm just saying it's not just this company because I've, I don't know, a can of soup before and it tells me the ingredients. It tells me the weight if I do the barcode. I I just tend, I'll be honest with you, 2017 seeing AI, wow, where did that time go? But for the longest time, that barcode scanning wasn't great. A lot of the time it was an unknown item or something. Um, I just assumed that was because, you know, it's country specific the database that it uses so i just thought it's because i'm in the uk it wasn't it wasn't great but uh, i have noticed it picked up quite a lot now look i'm not look i'm not being down on this i've just i'm just trying to clarify what did this actually bring is this something like a new feature for seeing ai but it's not it's just part of the product barcode scanning and this company is just providing more details which is nice
0: thank you okay i have no words Sean Priest. I'm just going to move on. I, do I, you know, I think it's a good story. I'm not saying it's a bad story.
2: Yeah. Okay. Move on. Move on. Next.
0: Okay. Next. Fine. Um. Yeah. That's actually a great story. Uh. Well, I think it's a great story. Sean think it's terrible. Um. Xbox have been showcasing accessibility features in gaming, and uh, Steve Saylor, someone who we've had on the show many times, uh, he was at the helm of the coverage of this year's event. Let's watch oh, a little Sailor. bit of that. Yeah. Steve Saylor, Yeah. Oh, yes. Help. See see what I did there? Uh, okay. Yeah. Did, well, done. Actually, there you go. Here we go. Here's Steve. <laughs> Xbox has promised
3: to empower gamers to play the games we want with the people we want, anywhere we want. Today, our where is here in the Microsoft Inclusive Tech Lab in Redmond, Washington. And what we do here in the lab is provide a space for the disability community to come and collaborate with Microsoft. This is a space for and by people with disabilities, not about them. I find it extremely satisfying to be able to play games with friends, and accessibility is a huge part of that. Where as a kid, I used to think that I really sucked at games. But in reality, it was that gaming sucked for me. So more or less, I decided to dedicate my career and my life to accessibility so that kids growing up today don't have to feel like that they suck at games and that their disability is getting in the way. But they can help break down barriers in other ways too. Special Effect, a UK-based charity, is dedicated to providing accessibility options and services to those with physical disabilities. The people that contact us generally are either been able to play before and
2: something has changed or they would like to be able to play for the first time. The work that we do is completely bespoke based on the individual, based on their functional movements, based on the games they want to play. So we take all that information and we create a setup that's completely tailored to their movements to help them play the games that they want to play.
0: Yeah, what a really interesting piece of work that Xbox and Microsoft, again, are doing here. Um, are, are you impressed by this one, Sean? I, I am. Yes, I have nothing to say about this one. The
2: inclusive labs... I mean, you know, that's such a, such a cool thing, and it's 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 more than that. It just it, it shows the commitment again, you know. Because keep going back to it, Microsoft knocking it out of the park when it comes to accessibility at the minute, fantastic, and the um the UK based company as well, Special Effects. I mean, how yeah. good does that sound? A bespoke system that allows people to play games. I mean, fantastic.
0: Absolutely, I, I have met the guys from Special Effects years ago at one of the Texture events in the UK. And yeah, I just love their commitment to what they're doing. And the fact that they create environments tailored to the individual is brilliant. I think that's just incredible how they they achieve that. Uh, Also to mention, Steve Saylor was talking there to uh, Solomon Romney. Now, Solomon, of course, one of the voices on our uh, debut episode of uh, Double Tap TV. You see how it all just links right back to us, right? Uh, Solomon was on our uh, show here um, on on AMI-tv. You can go check that out on the AMI-tv app. You can also get it on YouTube, but yeah, I think this is great news. I mean, look, Steve made some really interesting points there. And one in particular was that he thought when he was growing up, he was rubbish at games. Yes. yes and then he realised that the games just weren't working for him because they weren't accessible to him. And I just think that's a great wake-up moment because that's kind of where I am with gaming, even now. I feel... No, you just, just suck. I Well, I am pretty terrible, I will be honest. It's <laughs> I I, I just I don't have the brain for it, and I'm not particularly competitive. If people kill me in a game, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Does that mean I can whatever. go it now? You know. Yeah, I got so yeah, well
2: done. The the thing about playing with friends as well multiplayer. i, I love multiplayer co op games. I remember playing Gauntlet in the arcade when I was a kid. You know, there's four of you playing. I remember playing with the kids. Uh, Serious Sam used to play in, in co op mode, and they would shoot off, and I'm there feeling the walls, trying to find the door, <laughs> just like I do in real life. Really, yeah, I was you? Said, what's, what's you? <laughs> it was like the ability be, to be able to play. I mean, they don't want to play games with me now anyway, video games at all. But um, the ability to play with other people and make yourself, you know, on the same level is so important. So any work towards that, yeah, absolutely fantastic.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, great work from Microsoft. And, you know, great that they're showcasing this at the uh, me- at the event, you know, held on World Slide Day, which I think is just fantastic news. And I'm yep. so pleased that you are able to do that. Um And show what they're doing. I just want to quickly look ahead because tomorrow we're going to be joined by Chris Matthew, who is an expert in the metaverse and web three, two things I know nothing Mm -hmm. about. And actually that's two things added to a lot of things I don't know about. (laughs) Uh, But this is going to be a really interesting conversation with Chris because we're going to be breaking down along with Mark Aflalo tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down what this Meta Connect event is all about, what it means, uh, because, you know, what it feels to me like anyway is that we're kind of moving towards something and it's a whole new category of capability uh, for, you know, for all of us, frankly, and a whole new category of computing. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch the event, uh, the MetaConnect event, because it was quite a long event, actually, and um, I did watch it all the way through at How high did speed. You? I did, at uh, high speed. Okay, I'll let so you off. Yes. Got there half, half, well, half uh, before <laughs> anyone else. But, the thing about it is there was there was a particular moment in it where I think my understanding of how accessibility was going to work in this space came out. It was actually discussed and blind people were talked about in this context. And I thought it was really interesting. I want to just pick up on this for a minute because we're going to talk about it tomorrow with Chris and we'll get his take on it along with Mark. But I'm really interested in your take on all this. And it stems from, and I have to give you some some context here because at the metaconnect event everyone's talking about the Quest Pro VR headset and what was announced and we all know that that's going to be the conversation for a lot of you know tech writers and, and bloggers and, and podcasters and all the rest that are going to be talking and jumping on that and and quite rightly so right in the mainstream world look if I could see well enough and I'm sure if you could see well enough we would be jumping all over this because it, it just sounds yep. so cool. Whether you yep. agree with it, whether you think it's the end of the social world, um, I have to say I, I am a little bit concerned. I think we're isolated enough, and I've said that before. But I, um, but I can see the value in this, and it's interesting you talk about multiplayer games. But when it comes to this kind of thing, multiplayer, you know, the potential to actually, you know, get around the table literally with other people, and you know, yeah. even attend a team's meeting. I mean, you, if you hate teams now, <laughs> wait till you try Quest Pro. <laughs> um, but you know. The, 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 the work they've done with Microsoft really creates an interesting uh, piece of work there. And, you know, it really creates an interesting time. And it makes it potentially a bit more of an enjoyable experience working from home if you're not someone who naturally enjoys that. But what they also talked about was the future, what was coming. And they got into a little bit of this. And they referred to the Ray-Ban stories, Glasses. Now, of course, oh, you yeah. and I will think about... Um, Bose frames, uh, the, what's the ones you've got Anchor just now? Anchor Sanko frames. Sanko frames, yeah. yeah. Those kind of products, which are, which are really good products. Um, but the Ray-Ban Stories kind of takes it up a gear because it has a camera. It allows you to take videos, allows you to listen to music, and you can even do one tap now to, to get Spotify music playing on it. Um, you know, they've, they've really moved this on. They were talking about how they've developed this under the project ARIA, which is what the project name is that created ray Glasses, how they've actually Aria? moved forward. Oh. Yeah, not, not, not ARIA. Not, not that Aira, one, yeah. The other one, ARIA. Should just move the letters around a little bit. Uh, but project <laughs> ARIA, which created the whole ray Stories concept, they're looking at something new and it's a new type of glasses with hardware built in that would allow, for example, Indoor mapping. Now, oh. they actually did demo this. And a blind Isn't woman... Isn't that just a LiDAR? Well, it, it, mm-hmm. let's, let's watch the video. Okay. All right, Sorry. And you'll see how the, the capability of this works. This is from the MetaConnect event. Them discussing how this will work, potentially will work. And we're talking here future tech, but this is what kind of projects have been worked on right now.
1: For years, I've gotten around with the assistance of my guide dog, Flirt. I love and depend on her dearly, but a guide dog is not a
4: navigation system. Juice bar is on your right. Navcog can change that. There is a ramp, 140 feet.
3: What we're working on is a turn by turn assistive technology that we've developed at Carnegie Mellon University. We teamed up with Reality Labs at Meta and started using their Project Aria research glasses to build a 3D map of the Pittsburgh International Airport. The maps help the user figure out where they are without having to rely so heavily on external beacons. This is huge because it makes NAVCOG scalable.
4: NAVCOG gives me the freedom to go where I need to go. You have arrived. It really helps me regain my independence.
0: All right. So this is
2: a great example of how, you know, when you're building these systems that are oriented around people and how we experience the world, it opens up all of these new avenues to help us do more. Because it turns out that the things that you need to do to model reality, like being able to sense the world around you and understand the context for how it all fits together, that's the same thing that you need to augment human capabilities too. Macular degeneration runs in my family. So I may actually be using the fruits of this research myself one day. Helping the hearing impaired is also on the
3: horizon, and that's another thing that runs in my family. I didn't set out to build glasses for my future self, but it does seem to be working out that way.
0: And I just find that really interesting. I mean, I love that way of thinking about it, right? That he's building technology for his future self. Also, it's a little bit airy fairy in some ways. I actually do quite like that because that is the way we need to look at this, that we're building technology for everybody. And that example, which you, you just absolutely picked up on, is essentially using LiDAR to be able to work with AI, work with you know, what your camera can see on your phone or whatever else, to be able yeah. to identify where you are in space. And I think that is brilliant. And I think it's just great to see that these products not only are being designed, but are being talked about on an international stage like this.
2: Yeah, well we always get excited when we hear of anything about accessibility or blindness in in a major event. Um yeah, see this is such a futuristic the whole event was about the future really. You know, I know we had the Quest Pro there. Um but the whole metaverse and and web 3 it it, it it's so it's so hard to conceive of right now how we we're currently using And accessing services and using our screens and things. So, uh, you know, this is very much a a look into the future. And as you said, that that being used now and actually being used to map that university campus and that that lady there using it, it does sound so impressive. It sounds like Clue taken to the next level with the wearable, you know, tech. I, it is so exciting I, I just hope it's not too far into the future that's all because we've all seen this glimpse mm. of what could come and we get excited and we you know, and it's 20 years away maybe but no I, no this, no no.
0: look this is not 20 years away this is happening now no, I mean, these no, projects so. are on the move and they're being built and uh, yeah.
2: projects are great until they actually get into our hands right I mean a project in a lab is fantastic but until it's sat on my face I don't I don't
0: I don't I <laughs>
2: Until I'm wearing the tech on my
0: face. I, I, I don't think, in Mr. F's case today, F stands for face. I, uh, I'm fairly sure got of that one. God bless
2: you, Mr. F. Right, move not on. Not today,
0: not today. I'm, no, not I'm today. i carry on. M- Mary, yes, Mary got fan. in touch with us, by the way, and says, um, <laughs> family show, question uh, mark. We're learning that Stephen's safe word is salad and that um, Sean drinks naked. Um, so <laughs> he, he, She she hopes that oh, there's God. some kind of morality clause in her contract. Um <laughs> If you think think there's a contract anywhere part of this show, um, nobody's going to commit to anything here, Mary, I promise you. Um, I'm so
2: sorry, please move on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, bringing it back. So I have have to say, I, I am excited about the potential here. This is slightly different though, because this is kind of moving into augmented reality and AI rather than virtual reality. But what I did find at that meta event was they kind of drifted away from this idea of just VR. I mean, even the headset kind of allows you to live in a mixed reality world, which means you can live in real world. You know, you're able to see around you whilst you're wearing these glasses. But enough, that's very similar to Eastside. Uh That's one of the yes. things about eSight that was very appealing, was that you could kind of live in the real world as well as be inside the eSight world if you wanted to. Um, I kind of just wish this, I mean, I'm know i I'm not as excited about the Quest Pro event as I am about that kind of announcement.
2: Oh, I totally agree. As, as much as you know, accessibility is being talked about in the virtual reality uh, arena. I, I still find it difficult to uh, get excited about it because yeah. you know, I I, well, I just don't know yet. Until I try it and see how good the accessibility is, I still think eh, it's a visuals first
0: platform. So. <laughs> So join us tomorrow, Chris Matthew joining us uh, to discuss this and more. Uh, And I'm also going to be asking him the ultimate question, which is when do we think Apple is going to announce its version and what will that be? Because it seems like Quest Pro is kind of getting ahead of the game on this a little bit um, in this new world of of this kind of wearable tech. So, yeah, really interesting. I just also want to mention, uh, it's one thing we didn't pick up on from the Microsoft Surface event at the time. I, I read it afterwards. Uh, but it doesn't have a headphone jack in the new Surface Pro 9, and this is causing all kinds of upset. Um, it's funny because I, I tweeted this out last night, and because my my take on this, if I'm being brutally honest, is I don't care. Makes no odds to me. I mean, you know, do, <gasps> you, do you care about this having a, a headphone jack on a? Yes, um, no, I don't. Uh, but the
2: only reason is because I barely use headphones anymore because the headphone jack has just disappeared. So I, I've just gotten used to not using the headphones. Um.
0: Bluetooth is great, but it's not as good as a wired headphone jack. I'm sorry, it isn't. There, um, it. No, Bluetooth is definitely not. And, and I'm, my comment was, look, for for people who use screen readers like us, Bluetooth is not the answer, all right? It's just not, it really isn't the answer because it's too, so what is? the lag is awful. But just get a USB headset. And, you know, I'm laughing at some of these comments. People say, well, well, well yeah, someone actually came back and agreed said, you know, what? We'll get a USB sound card with, you know, headphone line-in jacks, and then you can still use the headset you already have. True. Um, five dollars you can pick them up for virtually nothing it'll be fine in fact Jack says on Twitter um, and it's actually a good point here he says I'm more concerned about what else they're getting rid of it's not just the headphone jack he said case in point new Dell XPS and the lack of a function row uh, save for touch control that, replacements which are most definitely not accessible
2: that's a mistake Yeah, that I will don't, not I don't happen like that. again they will drop that I hope that is such a mistake
0: yeah yeah. Uh, Paul Thorott, of course, a uh, well-known um, podcaster, he tweeted me, he said, I-, I guess the solution, or if the solution is always going to be spend more money to buy more stuff, then it, no, it's not a big deal. But he said, you know what? I used wired headphones every single day to record podcasts and have meetings. Not having a headphone jack would be problematic. Well, was you put in your place, Stephen Scott. Well done. And Michael says, waste, waste, waste. Yes, it's a big deal. I've got many existing solutions that uh, will have to be thrown away and new solutions purchased. What a crock of crap.
2: Wow! We're going I mean, X-rated this week, Um, today. Now, uh, why have year. you got to throw things... Stop it. Why have you got to throw things away? Um, As you said, basically this is a computer, so you can just plug in USB. So a USB sand card, dongle. USB mixer, yeah.
0: USB that headset. Add on to what you've already got. If that bothers you so much, there's capability for that. I mean, look, mm-hmm. we've been through all this with the iPhone, right? And there was a while where even iPhone gave you... A little adapter of course they don't do that anymore but you know there no. was that time when you had to go and get the adapter now you of course can get the you know lightning port to 3.5 mil and of course you you can get usb to 3.5 mil in fact if you've bought a google phone i don't know if the new ones have it um in fact did i get one with uh, i think i might have done yeah i think i did get a little adapter for my oh, okay well
2: done. um
0: for my for, for that so yeah but i mean I, I, there's ways to do this that don't have to cost the earth and look i'm sorry but i'm not going to be lectured about cost by people who say, "I bought a Surface Pro 9, and you want me to spend nine dollars on something else? I'm skint." Well, I don't believe you. I think you're talking <gasps> rubbish.
2: Oh, there's a war started. Oh, I can't wait. I'm okay, just, I, I, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous.
0: Oh, okay, I can't afford. You oh, really can't, can't. You really can't, can't afford it. Do you know how Steven, twelve dollars you can get a decent headset for? It's got it USB. Back. It's wired. Stephen, stop it. Oh, so this easy. This is how
2: it starts. Okay. We're so sorry, Paul um,
0: Thoreau. What did you say his name was? Oh, well done. Yeah, so <laughs> I've,
2: made, I, I've made it. I've made it. You've worse. just
0: made everything worse. <laughs> well done, Paul You'll never speak to us again. Sorry. <laughs> I, I love Windows uh, Insider or whatever. it is. Anyway, oh hurry on. dear. Right. Okay. Moving on. It's amazing oh. how you try not to be offensive, and yet you do worse than me. I am and I'm so trying bad today. I can only apologise. <laughs> You're trying. Coming up next, we're going to be talking, well, you're actually going to be talking to because I wasn't feeling so great last night, and you got a chance to have a chat with uh, some people about a new online training project. So, uh, what's that about? What's coming up?
2: Well, yeah, this is really interesting, actually. So, it's called uh, Fable Pathways. Now, Fable have been around for a while when it comes to uh, teaching people about how to make things accessible, apps, websites, and things. But this is a new on-demand course that they're starting up, and uh, yeah, totally free, totally accessible, and on-demand. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's why I was so interested. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that next.
0: Stick around. This is Double Tap. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at 1 877 803
1: 4567. You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show.
2: Okay, so joining us today is Kim Donaldson and Sam Prue from. Fable Pathways. Now, I've got to admit that before this, I hadn't heard of Fable Pathways, Um, but I have done some digging, and I've got to say I'm so impressed. I'm excited by this. Um, I don't want to preempt anything, but basically, it's free, accessible online training. I I, I mean, fantastic. I I can't get enough of that. That sounds so good. But I'm going to throw it back to you, Sam, just to uh, tell us about
3: Fable pathways for any of our listeners that don't actually know. Absolutely. So, I mean, first of all, uh let me let me take a, a step back because uh Fable pathways is is one of the many things that we do uh here at uh Fable the kind of overall organization. Um because what what our mission is at Fable is to make it first of all easier for people with disabilities to contribute in the the tech world in the startup world and to to have our voices heard uh when it comes to making products more accessible and and we do that in in a few different ways first of all we have our our fable community that folks can join uh, and it is uh, there's there's an, an opportunity at fable uh to kind of have have paid uh work uh that we offer um and and that's working with with some of fable's customers uh in order to help them uh, you know, make products in every stage of the development process more more accessible. But another thing that we do as as part of that, as part of helping to kind of uh, raise the voices of people with disabilities and to make that impact and, and to get folks kind of more employed in the tech sector is we offer our, our Fable Pathways, which is uh, really around offering free online training for people with disabilities and that is given by folks with disabilities so all of the 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 courses that we we have up there uh are, are training that has been has been created and developed by folks uh who who are themselves uh people with disabilities uh who are working in in the tech world
2: i can't believe i i forgot about the the main point there and that is taught by people with disabilities, because mm. absolutely, I, I mean, I was so impressed because I have looked into online learning before, online training courses. You know, things like Udemy and there's others mm-hmm. out there. And look, fine, the courses may be on a, a topic that I want, but they're not very accessible, and I've got to try mm-hmm. and find workarounds. And maybe what they're explaining, I've got to find a way that the screen reader can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's so important when it comes to training and things like that. you know, that you're, you're you're on the same level really mm-hmm. as the, the 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 tutor as well
3: so that sounds amazing um you're toronto based is that right yeah we are we're we're based uh, we're based out of toronto uh but of course everything we do is is entirely uh online and and uh and, and virtual so uh you know you can get get involved with us uh wherever you wherever you happen to be fantastic
2: so even a man in a shed in
3: manchester can jump on board absolutely and uh, you know you Sean <laughs> of the Shed is is uh is is doing its own part to to fill the the training gap you know um because it 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 really is so important that the the training that is offered to people with disabilities is uh is is also disability led not only from an accessibility perspective uh but also from a sort of sometimes we have questions and we need to develop skills that other folks may not need to to develop, um, maybe someone unfortunately, and that's one of the things that makes me so excited about the new course that that we're launching with with Judy Human, because it's it's all about kind of advocating for yourself in in the workplace. And like, if, if you're not a, a person with with a disability, this isn't necessarily a thing that you will need to do in the same way, perhaps, right? And so it, it's so mm. important that we we have training. That not only teaches us the skills that everyone needs in an accessible way, but that, that teaches us some of those skills that we as people with disabilities need to develop in order to enter and to be successful in the workforce. Absolutely. And I feel it's one of those areas,
2: you know, we seem to have made strides in so many other areas of but representation and actual accessibility of Products and devices when it comes to you know disabled people, but in other areas such as employment, it does seem like we're still lacking there. It does still like there's there's a a war to be won if you like. Mm-hmm. What is actual, Kim? If I could bring you in on this, what well, do you know what the actual statistics are when it comes to employment and disability? Because I know when I last checked on that, it was it was frightening to be honest.
4: Um, At the moment, uh, for for global statistics, I believe it's something like one in six people um, identify as having a disability. I know in some countries, uh, I've heard something closer to one in five. Um, And with that, um, 50% of folks with disabilities are less likely uh, to be employed. Um, and generally, they're, they're not at management level. They're, they're typically at entry level positions. And so uh, with Pathways, what we're hoping is that folks are able to gain the skills um, to be able to, to, to move into whatever um, level of work they're interested in.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so let's get to your the new course. This is with Judy Human, I believe, who's a, a pretty well-known, uh, how would you describe her, a digital rights, a disabled rights activist?
4: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, disability rights, you could even say human rights advocate and an activist, um, based in the U.S., um, had a, had a strong part in the the legislation that exists in the U.S., but also worked with the World Bank, and so she's had an impact on disability rights, on accessibility. Um, I would say uh, around the world, um, and I think that the work that she's done in the U.S. has kind of filtered into into other countries as well. Um, I, I know has filtered into uh, into legislation that we have in Canada, um, and and really across the globe.
2: I mean, she's definitely got the credentials behind her, so. Can you tell us more about the actual course? The what, what did you say it was called? There, Sam, the
3: Advocation in employment. Um, I it's it's I believe it's called. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Him uh, uh, is it advocating <laughs> at work or advocating for? I, I'm the the Advocating dollars. for work. Yeah. Advocating for work. Thank you. Um, Perfect. Um, yeah, and and it 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 really is about that. It's about about Judy taking her years of experience. Advocating not just for herself but for the entire disability community and and trying to distill some of that down into into a training course to show and to guide and to help others of us uh, who are people with disabilities to to do that because you know what it's it's not necessarily easy right you you run across a, a a problem in the workplace or something that's inaccessible or something a, a barrier that you're you're struggling with and and there are it can be overwhelming right i'm sure you've had that that situation where like oh this is a, a barrier that i'm that i'm experiencing and i just don't know like even how how to get started at at advocating for work and, and kind of doing that self-advocacy yeah. that we all have to have to get get very good at. And that, that, uh, you know, even on, on, on double tack, when, when folks write in with feedback, right, we, we encourage folks to say, oh, well, don't, you know, don't, don't, put up with that bus dropping you in a random place or not getting the accessible thermostat you need or, uh, you know, call, call You've been listening previous... some thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's the whole reason this, uh, this exists. I didn't want to just write in to get on the show. Come on. I had enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it, it can be difficult to, to get started. And, and that's really what, what this course is about. Uh, Kim, maybe you, you want to go into sort of a, a little bit, uh, more of the, the nitty gritty lower level, uh, details
4: yeah for sure um Judy's course advocating for work um she talks about building confidence um and she shares she shares stories about where she was not confident and and had experiences in building her own. She talks about kind of face your fears as part of that. And, um, one story that she shares is, uh, she had this major fear of, of riding a bus, uh, and, um, as buses became accessible, largely in part with the work that she had done, still had this fear of, of, of getting on a bus. And so it kind of shares that story of, um, of taking that first ride and, uh, and what that experience was like. Um, she, she really, um, has this belief that a lot of her work has been um, because of working with other people and really underlines that through the course. And so talks about the importance of networking um, for folks who are maybe, uh, you know, Scared of networking, or a little bit nervous about it. You know, thinking about going to those networking events can be kind of intimidating. And so, has you know, real, uh, real advice and, and real feedback for for where to get started and, and how to reach out to those in your network um, to help. And that might be to to help um, find out about new opportunities. That may be to learn about um, resources that exist in your in your own community. Uh, so she has some real tangible takeaways um, for for what folks can do. Uh, kind of on on um, the the networking side and your own individual story. And I think her her goal for this course was for folks to come out of it feeling like they were able to share their own story um, in, in ways that they wanted to.
2: Oh, That's so important, right? I mean, because, you know, I, I, exactly the same, using public transport, and I'm going through it, you know, in my mind that, okay, so I get on and I manage to talk through the bulletproof glass to the driver and scan my pass and now I've got to try and find an empty seat and you know get anxious and more tense with every time and it's I think it is important that you know that it's not just you that feels like that you know it, 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 it's everyone or a lot of people you're not alone I think that's so important when it comes to building your confidence when you're you know even thinking about employment so that sounds absolutely fantastic so uh, what about the actual um, practicalities How how is this course uh, presented is it through a, a zoom meeting a webinar or um another way
4: yeah, all of our courses are, are hosted uh, on on our platform. Um, I think, as Sam mentioned before, they're on demand. Uh, and so folks can start and stop uh, whenever they like. And so um, in in developing Pathways, we reached out to our network and our community uh, to find out kind of what those pain points for, for accessible learning were. Uh, and so, you know, um, having courses work with assistive technology was definitely one of them and, and definitely something that has been at a forefront. Of our development, um, but then also uh cost. And so important to us that courses remain free. Uh and then um uh kind of committing to a certain schedule can can be challenging for folks for lots of reasons. And so um courses are a combination of video content and written content. Uh and yeah, as as I said, they can start and stop um at their at their own pace.
3: Of course, as you know, as a as a screen reader user myself, um it, it- it, it was really important that I mean not only is it is it accessible and is it you know workable, but that it was frictionless and and easy, right? Because too often you 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 get onto a platform and it's like, well, yeah, you can do this, but like you have to think about these things. And and suddenly half of your time is being spent like managing the software and so you're only really paying half like giving half of your brain bandwidth <laughs> yes. to the actual training right and so you know uh, our our fable Pla- pathways platform is 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 fully accessible and is is completely uh frictionless and you know written content for the video content uh audio description uh is of course available captions are available uh but even you know video transcripts are are available because if if you're a person who, who says maybe well i don't i don't I find it difficult to like listen to a piece of video content. I want to consume that on my braille display, or I want to listen to my screen reader read that because it's it's quicker for me, or I can I can replay things or find what I'm looking for. All of those those different interactions and and modalities are are possible because uh, you know in in order for us to to really get the full benefit from any kind of training. The training needs to be meeting us where we are, not expecting us to sort of, you know, reach out and and struggle and 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 do all this work. And so, uh, you know, FablePlot Pathways uh, is seamless in in that way. No matter how you want to sort of consume training, it's it's there for you and available to you.
2: It sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, are there any other courses uh, planned? Are they? Is it just one course at a time, or could you take up a few at a time?
3: There are already courses uh, that have that have been launched. Kim, maybe uh, go, go into detail about some of the other courses that are uh, already available to folks on Fable Pathways.
4: We we still are fairly young. Um, Judy's course is our third course. Uh, the two that we launched with earlier this year uh, in conjunction with Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Um, one was uh, taught by our colleague Kate Kalsovich um, becoming a manager. And the other one was actually in partnership with Microsoft. Uh, and that's an introduction to to web development. And so Kelly Ford teaches that course. He's worked with Microsoft for, I believe, over 20 years, um, passionate about accessibility as a screen reader user himself. And so he does an introduction to GitHub and VS Code. Um, and in his course, uh, not only do you hear about his personal experiences, but he also does demos. And so you can kind of go, go step by step, um, hear a screen reader, hear the commands, uh, and, and get an introduction to, to web development.
2: Amazing. Sounds great. I'm going to take a look at the Becoming a Manager course, just to scare Stephen a little bit. Stephen, I'm going to (laughs) take your job. (laughs) So for anyone who's interested, uh, where, where can they go for more info?
4: Uh, They can go to fablepathways.com. There you can get information on all three courses. Uh, You can check out trailers for all the courses and and learn a little bit more detail. It's a very simple sign-up process. Um, Name, email, receive a verification email, and then you're you're off to the races. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Kim,
2: Sam, Fable Pathways, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks
0: for having us, yeah. Thank you. And everyone, go and check it out. Really interesting project, Sean. Thank you for doing that interview. I know you did it last night uh, because I was just not feeling so great. So thank you for stepping in on that one. Um, You actually sounded like you were enjoying yourself there. I think you should do more of that.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sure our listeners will disagree. You're very much uh, the interviewer there, Stephen. It was more difficult than I thought. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And Kim and um, Sam there, uh, fantastic. You know, it's just I I love the the thought of being able to, to access this anytime I like in a totally accessible manner. Uh,
0: Amazing. Right, let's get some comments, some feedback today. Uh, Let's go to the voicemails, because there's been quite a few voicemails coming in. Let's hear what you've been saying today.
1: Hello, Sean Priest and Stephen Scott, and uh, my name is Nolan Parrish from St. Joseph, Michigan in the United States. Hey. I want to talk to the listener that's having some issues a little bit with his uh, security situation with The prompt that keeps popping up. Apple wants you to sign in when prompted and it's because of security updates that they want you to update to because there are some enhancements that Apple has uh, made. Um, Prior to that, If you have updated to iOS 16, there is a feature in privacy and security called personal safety. This is where you're going to have to change your password, put in your Apple ID, and create a new password on that Apple ID that you're currently using. If it continues to prompt you, I would call Apple Accessibility and or Apple Support, just so you know. This is Nolan, and thank you for allowing me to chime in. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Bye.
0: Thanks for that, Nolan. I really appreciate that, and I'm glad that you sent in that information. That is going to be really useful. I think it was Peter that was having problems with that, wasn't it? I don't remember that at all. I, yeah, I must be going no. blank. Yeah, I, I think you know. are. Well, it's, it's just today. I think Can you I... get the brain fog. I think I've given you <laughs> my brain fog.
2: I, I've been in a few forums and Facebook groups recently where they're saying that my phone keeps asking me for my Apple ID password all the time. Uh, some people are saying it's a bug in iOS 16. Uh, I had it at the start when I first updated to iOS 16 and it's gone away. So, uh, yeah, I actually don't know if that's a bug or if it is just a, a, a security feature. No, Apple, no, it's, it's, it's Apple down.
0: will be around to get your phone uh, in the next 24 hours. Okay. Good, thank you. Excellent. Uh, right, let's get another couple of voicemails in.
4: <laughs> Hello, this is Tom. calling back from New Hampshire. Thank you for my call yesterday. Still having the problem. I updated the work last night after I realized it was an update. Still can't use the new voices. They say they are downloaded. It says switch to voice. I tap on that. It says it's there, but it won't. It won't change over. So, any other suggestions you guys have? I don't know. I mean, this is a brand of, asked watch eight. It should be working fine. You would think. Like, but what do I know? <laughs> anyway, have a great day, guys. See you later.
0: Oh, thank you, Tom. Sorry you're still having problems with your watch there. Um any any thoughts on this one? Because I I'm not having any issues here.
2: No, I'm I'm totally lost. I I, I downloaded it um I updated my Apple Watch Series 4 last night to check this out. And yes, the voices are all there under speech, under voiceover, under settings. Um and, yes, the download did take a while, though. I did notice that, but I did download the, the premium version. did take a while, but then it does change to use voice. There's an actual use voice button. double tapped on that, and immediately it switches over. So I can only think that maybe it's not downloaded, but he does say that he's seeing the option. He said switch voice, but I'm assuming he's meaning use voice. So really strange. I mean, the only thing I can suggest is, you know, reset the phone, set it up again. Uh, sorry, reset the watch and set it up again and see if that fixes your issue. But that is really strange.
0: I honestly don't know. Okay. Uh, Let us know how you got on, Tom. Uh, We we, will be interested to hear how you got on with that. Uh, One more voicemail before we go. Hi, my name is Lynn. I live in East End Toronto, Scarborough. I am so excited. Thank you for changing the phone number. Even before COVID, I was not successful and that 844 number did not work for me. Mm. So, Stephen, you might be surprised how far back when you demonstrated a talking microwave oven and I wondered if it had a timer like most other microwaves have at that stand timer. I'm not sure how I feel about hearing my own voice on my own device, <laughs> but
4: I can't believe that this number actually works. Thank you very much for the new program, bye.
0: Well, you know, uh, thank you Lynn for getting in touch and thank you for being with us for so long and bearing with us on this, I had no idea. <laughs> Uh, I know nothing about the, the technical side of how all that works, but I'm glad that you got through. That is the good news. Uh, so I I'm know glad nothing you're with about us, Lynn. I know nothing about anything relating <laughs> to anything. Um, you know, that that's my get out clause for everything. Um, well done. That's why, you we have, that's why we have Marco Flalo. You understand this. You see, I I, yes. I just email him and say, can you just make that happen? I come up with Fix all it. the ideas and he makes it actually work. That's how this operates. And I, uh, I
2: support I, us. Uh,
0: uh-huh. Yes, well done. Thank yeah, you. There you go. Um, I, I don't think it does have a timer. No, it doesn't have a timer like that. It is very much just a basic, you know, throw the thing in, you know, set the time you want it to cook to, and, and that's it, really. There's there's not much more to it than that. There's no timer. That standing timer doesn't exist. It's quite a basic microwave, actually. You might want to look at some of the other options. I think Cobalt is the other option, which certainly does have a lot more functions and features, even has a grill yes. in it. So that's C-O-B-O-L-T, Cobalt, uh, out of the UK. They do. Uh, sell those microwaves around the world I know so um, that might be the alternative better option for you um, Lynn. thank you so much for your message really appreciate you getting in touch thank you all for being in touch uh, we are off essentially for a week as of Monday but we're not really because the show's still here uh, because we've pre-recorded them all in advance for your delectation for your enjoyment or mm. you know whatever but yeah basically some really interesting conversations coming up next week on the show so do stay around for those we will get to your feedback the following Monday. Uh, we will have, uh, I think that's the 24th. We're going to get uh, all the f- feedback. We got a big feedback special. So we'll gather all your comments together and we'll get them read right out. I know a lot of you have been writing in and uh, sending you your voicemails. We'll gather them all together and we'll get them on air that Monday. For now though, that's it for us, uh, at least for the moment. Don't forget, I'm back tomorrow with Mark. Uh, we'll be talking to Chris Matthew. And then next week, Sean and I are going to be having some really interesting conversations that we've done uh, all around audio description, around Ira, around Envision. It's going to be a good week next week, actually, some really cool stuff. So have a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sean.